Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in today as we move on another fine-tuned conversation today with a special guest out of Minneapolis. You guys all know that my heart and my home is in Minneapolis. I was born, I wasn't born there, but I was raised there, and I've got a, I've just got a love for the community of over 4 million people in Minnesota, and honestly, as I spent my time there, one of the things I realized as I moved away is that one of the greatest mission fields in the United States of America is small town USA, where people are still going to church each and every day, but they're not but they, they go to church because that's what they do on Sundays. They're not going to church because they're, they're getting fed there. They're not going to church because it's transforming their lives because of Jesus. And, and growing up in Minnesota, I started to realize that there's a lot of people in small-town Minnesota that I lived with that went to church just out of obligation. Well, I've got a friend in Minneapolis who's been on the air and is working in ministry, and, and he's got a heart and passion for connecting with churches to help them properly equip vibrantly effective Christ followers. Jeff Pelletier, welcome to I Work For Him. Hi, Jim. It's good to be with you today. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you on the air, Jeff. I know it's been too long. It's been, been almost three years since you were on the last time. I know that life's been crazy for you, but I, I, I really do appreciate you making time for us this afternoon. Well, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. So talk to me about just, let's just, I always do this with every guest. I always like to level the playing field for everybody's talk about how Christ is making an impact in your life. Talk to me about how you've noticed the Lord working in the intimate details of your life recently. Well, that's a great question. Um, I'll tell you that the, the, it's a personal answer uh, because the way the Lord's been working in my life uh, lately is uh, my wife has been going through some some difficult times, and uh, to see him work in the midst of that uh, has been. It's not. It, it, it's uh, she's been going through some emotional and spiritual and some spiritual stuff. And uh, I'll tell you what, Jim. Uh, the, 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 the therapeutic world is a good place and, you know, things, things are intended to be well, but I will tell you that the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ is, uh, the great physician and the Lord Jesus Christ is the, is the way, the truth and the life. And he has, uh, brought my wife, uh, through her difficulties, uh, in, in a way that is just, is just very, very, very powerful. I mean, I can't get into the details of it, obviously, because, uh, it's her story, not mine. But, uh, I have seen the Lord, uh, work in her life over the last, uh, three or four months in very powerful, very deliberate ways. 
And uh, I can tell you that uh, God is good and God is with us and God is active and uh, he loves us. I can tell you that for sure. And what has that done to your faith walk? When you see the Lord work in your wife's life, how many years have you guys been married, Jeff? Uh, 27 years almost. Okay, so 27 years, when you see the Lord work in your wife's life, your your best friend, 27 years, how has yeah. it impacted your faith walk? Well, I, I'll tell you, I, it's, a, it's a real simple answer, because, uh, you know, during this whole thing, uh, you know, my fear was that I was going to lose my wife. Mm. And not that I was going, not that she was going to die, but I, I was, you know, I was afraid that, you know, the enemy was going to do... Uh, was going to was going to do his his bidding uh, and and uh, you know what I just prayed uh, a simple prayer Jim I just prayed uh, God uh, Father uh, please give me my wife back and I watched him do it and he did and it was powerful and you know when when you when you get an answer to prayer like that uh, you know it's like it's like I said God is real God is alive God is with us God is moving He's active. It's not just a not just an idea. It's not just a concept. It's a living person of Christ and the Holy Spirit and the Father, and they all work together, and they and they do their work. And uh, it's been really, really just affirming to me to see all the other well-intended things you know that people you know try to do, but uh, it's the Lord that ultimately heals. It's the Lord that ultimately delivers. It's the Lord that ultimately brings people through the tough times. And he did. He brought me, he gave me my wife back, Jim. And, and uh, what more could you ask for? Oh, praise the Lord. That's, and that's so cool because people are listening to your story today, Jeff, and they're inspired by it. They're, they're hearing it going, wait a minute, we're in kind of the same spot. Wait a minute, what Jeff's talking about is what we're going through if he can claim that promise, I can claim that promise. We can restore. We we can get health restored. We can get this taken care of. And it is true that we serve an amazing God who is capable Amen. of restoring anything. He came to restore all things to make Amen. all things Renew. new. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of times, a lot of times, we stand in the way of the restoration process. Not not always, but sometimes. I know I have gotten mm-hmm. in the way of God's mm-hmm. restoration mm-hmm. process in my own life. But it is yeah. it's always great always great to hear that. And I know the Lord's been been stretching you and refining your ministry stuff and, and I really want to get into that conversation. You know, Jeff, I pulled I, I Martha and I pull the shows together and we're trying to uh, think of a Bible verse that, that centers around it, but what you just said goes right along with the verse that I picked out today. Romans Romans eight twenty eight, and we know oh, yeah. that God, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Amen. And that's what that's Amen. what you just described that the Amen. Lord has worked Amen. it out and brought you closer and probably more right. usable than you've ever been before. That's right. Oh my gosh, we've never been closer than we are. It's just amazing to walk through something with someone, to walk through it with them, to be with them. You know powerless to do anything myself right but to watch to watch my wife and be with her be with her be with her be with her and and that's so it's just a powerful thing you know the bible talks about bearing one another's burdens and and uh that's you know that's what i've been doing is bearing bear, helping bury her burden bear her that's burden. right We've got a we've got a very special guest guest on the air with us today, Jeff Pelletier. Jeff Pelletier hails out of the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, my home. 
I, I just I wish I was with you today, Jeff, because I know the temperatures are in the low 70s. The leaves are, are changing, and it's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous up there today. Oh, my gosh. It's perfect. It's a perfect fall day today. It's beautiful. Yeah, I just know what's coming, but I and I'm jealous of that too because I'm I miss the snow and the cold. I am yeah, so coming. tired of it. Yeah, I know it's coming, but it's it's gorgeous. I saw that my sister lives in Owatonna, so I uh, yeah. I, I live vicariously through all your incredible weather. Oh, it's great. So the Lord has brought you through a lot of transitions. I've been telling people for the last three and a half years that I've been on the air, listen, there's only one other guy in the country that is Mm. doing workplace-focused radio, faith and work-focused radio, and the guy's out of Minneapolis. His name is Jeff Pelletier. And the Lord's kind of shifted that a little bit for you. So why don't you tell a little bit about what the Lord's been doing? I I will. It's it's great. It's great. So... So uh, I'd like to I'd like to give a little bit of a background about uh, God's Work in Progress, which is the name of our ministry, God's Work in Progress. You can go to our website, godsworkinprogress.org, and and, and check us out. Um, but we're our our ministry, uh, the seed for our ministry, Jim, uh, uh, began uh, when I lived in Orlando, Florida. Believe it or not, how about that? Mm-hmm. So I lived in Orlando, Florida, from 1985 to 1988, and. Uh, uh, in, in 85, uh, Jim, I was, uh, I was divorced and broken, and, and uh, uh, I, I was at the end of, uh, at end of myself. I had no, uh, no uh, uh, hope. Uh, I, was, I was at the end of what I, what I came to know as uh, secular humanism. I don't know if you, you ever talk about this, but we live in a secular humanist world, and uh, we are no longer a Christian nation. We used to be a Christian nation, but we are now a secular humanist world. And, and uh, the secular humanist world, Jim, is about man or mankind or humanity being it. That it, we are really our own gods. We are gods unto ourselves. And, uh, and that people can do anything they want to in secular humanism. That's, the, that's a, the false belief that we can do anything we want to do. And, you know, that's a lie because... You know, I, if, if I tried out tomorrow to be the center of the Orlando Magic, I, I don't think I would get the job because I'm not I'm not equipped to do it. I'm not young enough to do it. I'm not you know available to do it. I I don't think they would hire me. So I'm not. I, I, it's not a good. I, it's not a good uh, way to say that you can do anything you want. And we are and we don't have limitless potential. But here's the here's the deal. I was divorced and broke. And, and it was sitting in a one room with a bath, $75 a week in Orlando, Florida. And I'm clicking through channels, Jim. I'm clicking through channels on the TV. And uh, I, I clicked right by uh, a religious program that I, I thought was stupid, right? Because that's just bogus, right? So for some reason, I clicked back. For no, I mean, it's like something happened to me. I clicked back. And I'm watching this program. And it's and, and this this man and this woman are on the screen and they're praying for somebody in the audience. And they started praying like my life. They started praying my life. And and I'm I'm going, these people know what's going on with me. I, I don't believe this. This is amazing. And then the guy says the guy says, If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. <laughs> so I said, If that's me, Oh my gosh! So I prayed the prayer, Jim. I prayed the prayer with this guy, and this guy was Pat Robertson. Mm. It was the seven. It was the seven hundred club. Oh, I love. And I never, pray on ever, show. ever. I never thought ever I would ever pay attention to anything Pat Robertson said. But he was so speaking to me, and he was so right on. It was just so he led me through this short prayer, and I said yes to God. 
And guess what happened? The next morning I woke up and I knew I would never be alone or lonely again. There was something with me. It was a presence with me that I'd never had before, and it was really, really, really powerful. And the first thing I said to God was, and this is where God's work in progress comes in, the first thing I said to God was this. You know, God, I spend about 60% of my time at work. If this Christianity stuff doesn't work there, I don't want anything to do with it. I was like, right away, because I don't want to, I don't want to be a Sunday Christian. I'm so sick and tired of people that go to church on Sunday and do it one way and go to, go to work on Monday and do it another way. I said, I want to know, I want this to work in my whole life or I don't want to do it. And I immediately started applying Christian principles in my work life. And guess what, Jim? God was just as relevant on Monday as he was on Sunday. Just as relevant. Just as easy. No big deal. I was, I was a wide-eyed new believer at 35 years old. I was just, you know, I'm just checking this out. I'm all in, and I'm figuring it out, right? So right away, I knew that God wanted to be part of my workday, and, I, and, 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 and so I, I kept trying, and I kept doing that. I've been doing that for, I don't know, 35 years, and, and it's still true for me today. I, I, I cannot find God to be irrelevant in the workday. I cannot find him to be irrelevant. It's just, it's just really, really powerful. So, so God's work in progress was born in that, if you like, in that, in that moment. And, and today, the Christian perspective drives my life in, entirely. And, and uh, that's the way God wants it, right? He wants us to be sold out. But your, your show, Jim, very wisely and very pertinently says that if, if you don't have God as the focus for your life and your work day, you don't have God as the focus for your life, because that's where you spend most of your time. Right. And so, that, go ahead. I was just saying, there's that saying, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. He's, and, and he's that's, not at Lord at all. Right, right. exactly. And my so, frustration so, was some of the same things that you were talking about, and we'll let you go on with your story in a minute, but I had the same frustrations, yeah. like, of all, and like I said, I grew up in Minneapolis, we didn't move out of Minneapolis till 2003, but I, of all the people I lost money to in, in my business life, the first 20 years, all but one were not Christians. They were people that right. called themselves Christians. They were those people I was losing money to. I'm like, wait a minute, oh, there's, wow. there's, there's something wrong with this. Why? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if, if my faith should be, it, it, it said that Jesus came to restore all things, everything about me should be changing and everything in me is changing. Why am I dealing with these Christians where I don't really think there's anything going on inside of them? I'm like, yeah. Some, we've got yeah. to fix this. That's what I can skip. Yeah. There's got to be a fix. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, Jim, in 1990, when I started looking at Faith Work Ministries, there were like 70 ministries in the, in the, in the whole world that I could find that were in, involved with, with faith and work, and many of them had been around for, since the 30s. Mm. So the Full Gospel Businessmen's Council had been around since the 30s. But, but uh, I, I looked at the world and I went, it, 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 it's, not, it's not working. It's just, it's just not working. So today, there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of ministries focused on work and faith in the world in the whole world. There's lots of them. But you know what, Jim? The world's still not getting any better. And this isn't about you, and this isn't about me. This is just true, okay? It, it, it's, it's not getting any better. Jim, I did a, a Google search the other day, and I asked Google a simple question. What is wrong with the world? Do you know how many hits I got? I can't even imagine. 700 million hits to that question. 
700 million people are concerned about what's wrong with the world. You know what that tells me? There must be something wrong with the world. <laughs> if 700 million, if almost a billion people are concerned about it, it must be it must be important. So so uh, I, I I'm just. I'm just, uh, you know, really, so here's what I noticed, Jim. Here's what I noticed. We've never been uh, more, uh, we've, never been, we've never produced more than we produce today. We've, we never, uh, we, we're never, uh, we've never innovated more. We've never invented more. We've never produced more wealth than we produce today. We've never been more healthy than we are today. We've never had better technology, and we've never had fewer poor people than we've had today. But... The world has never been more divided. The world, we've never been more self-absorbed. We've never been more short-term in our thinking. We've never been more greedy. We've never been more frustrated. Life has never been more intense and in, one, in many ways never been more dangerous than it is now. And in many practical ways, we're getting better, but in the moral and spiritual ways, we're getting worse. Look at the two candidates we have for president. Jim, I said, said this to somebody the other day, but after I vote this year, I'm going to have to take a shower. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, our candidates are a reflection of where our culture is today. Jeff, as you were, des- as you were des- describing, you're talking about, okay, in, in 1990, there were 70 faith and work ministries, and today there's thousands of them. Yet our, yeah. our world today is just as messed up with thousands of faith and work yeah. ministries as there was when there was only 70. What do yeah, you, so, that's right. Yeah. So, what do you think the solution is? Well, that's that's where, that's where I'm that's where I'm headed here, and you did a, you did a great job uh, 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 leading me there. So, to sum it up, just to sum up what, what I described a, a minute ago, uh, that we live, you know, we have talked about the positives we have in the world and the negatives we have in the world, and here's how I sum it up: that we live in an amazing, prosperous, broken world. We live in an amazing, prosperous, broken world. And, and the Google search validates that we all agree on that. A billion people are asking the question, what's wrong? What's wrong with the world? So the inner life and the outer life are disconnected is what's happened. Uh, we're not a Christian nation anymore. Christianity has been uh, reduced to just another flavor of ice cream. There's Hinduism, there's Christianity, there's Judaism, there's Islam, there's humanism, we're just another one of those flavors. We used to be, we used to be driving the country, but we're not anymore. The pluralism and relativism have reduced us. Pluralism and relativism have won. They have won. We have to accept the fact that they've won. So pluralism means that there's lots of different ways of doing things, and relative means that they're all the same. There's none of them is any better than any other one. So we have we have to prove it now, Jim. We're in a situation now, and it's a good place for us to be as a church. We have to prove it. But not only do we have to prove it, God wants us to prove it. And here's where he says so. In Ephesians 3.10, he says this. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God would be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms. The rulers and the authorities of the heavenly realm, they have been given control over this fallen, broken world. And our job is to, is to through as the church, is to bring the manifold wisdom of God to the powers and the principalities, because it will tear down the gates. It will open the doors. It will 
cause cause things to improve. So that's that's the mandate in Ephesians three ten. It's through the church. It's up to us. God has already told us to do this a long, long time ago, and and uh, there, there there is an answer to this, and it's a simple answer. And I'm going to say what the answer is right now for each and every Christian, and it's founded based on what you say every day. But here's the simple answer. God wants us to do great work with great faith. He wants us to do great work with great faith. If we do great work with great faith, here's what happens. If we do great work, for example, in our jobs, we show up every day, we show up on time, we're, we're present mentally in the job, all right? We find a job where we can be our, our best us, and we do that job with all of our heart as it says in Colossians 3.23, and we do that job with all of our might, as it says in Ecclesiastes 9.10, and we do that job well. When we do great work, here's what happens. People go, you know, you're really good at what you do. Can I be on your team? Can I work with you? Can I work for you? Uh, would you help me with this project? Uh, can, can, can I ask you some questions? Because I watch you every day. You really seem to know what you're doing. Can I ask you a question? Would you help me with this project? And so and you, people naturally start to gravitate towards us because we do great work. But that's half the puzzle. That's only half. If we, do, if we have great faith, which I describe as closeness to God, great faith is closeness to God. Or, I'm sorry, great faith is produced from closeness with God. So being near him, being with him. Uh, the best verse that proves this is Galatians chapter 5. In verse 22, if we walk with the Spirit, we no longer gratify the sins of the flesh. And if we walk with the Spirit and we keep in step with the Spirit, we produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And if we exude those qualities, we, so it comes from having great faith. The only way that fruit happens is through great faith, which I define as being close to God. If, we're, if we keep in step with God at our work, in our work, keep in step with God, we produce this fruit. So now, now we have people coming to us for help. They want to work with us. They want to be on our team. And when they work with us, Jim, they experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Pretty soon they're going to say to us, not too soon after they start working with us, they're going to say something like this. I don't know what you're drinking, but I want some. Right. They're going to say, they're going to say how do you do this? How do you handle pressure like this? How are you so able to understand what to do? How are you? They're just going to, they're going to see that we're great at our job, but they're going to look at our person, and they're going to say, what is it about you? How do you do it? And that's our opening door. Well, let me tell you, I have a Savior. His name is Jesus. I gave my life to him, and ever since then, my life has been different. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing. We just tell it like it is. We're different because of Jesus. We're different because of the way we are, because of who we know, because who we work for, right? And we're different because of that. It's not because of us. It's because of who, we're, who we follow every day. But if we don't do great work, for example, listen to this, Jim. How about this? Let's suppose Jesus didn't do great work. He was a carpenter most of his life. 
He goes to his hometown, and he reads the scripture in Isaiah 61. And they, and, they, and, they, and they immediately go, well, this is the carpenter's son. How can he read the scriptures like that? What they didn't say was, this is the guy that made the wobbly table I use at Passover. Why should I listen to him? This guy can't even make a level table. But they didn't say that. They didn't say that. They said he was a carpenter's son, so how can he know the scriptures? They didn't question his work at all. But what about Paul? Suppose Paul's tents leaked. Would anybody have paid any attention to what he had to say if he made leaky tents? No, Paul made great tents. And Peter and James and John were great. Andrew were great fishermen. They did great work. And as they developed great faith, as they developed great faith, the, the, the credibility they had from doing great work and, the, and their walk with the Lord converted many, 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 many people. Yeah, Jeff, you, set up, you, you set it up so well, because every day on I Work For Him, we challenge people to join the I Work For Him nation, to make the commitment to start yes. making an impact on your workplace every day by praying for your coworkers and employees by yes. name each and every day. Yes. Look, look yes. for ways to serve them and, and yes. look for ways to befriend them and look for ways to pray with people so that you, when you notice that they're having a rough day, but all along being a person of excellence. And those yes. are the kinds of people that we're calling to make that commitment to say, okay, stand up and stand out, because that's what God desires from us. Right. And the key to that is, the key to standing out is having a job that fits you, and doing it well. You know, uh, you, you, you can, you, it, it, it's, nothing is more laborious or difficult than to do a job that you can't do well, because you're not very good at it. And, and some people are stuck in jobs that they're not great at. And it's hard for them to produce excellence because they're, they're, they're just okay at what they do. They're not really great at it. And one of the things we help people do in our ministry, Jim, is we help them find what they're great at. And we help them point it at what they care about. And when they do that, they live what we call life's core purpose. Talking with Jeff Pelletier. Jeff Pelletier is a, he's a ministry leader for God's work in progress, and his focus is on life's core purpose. And Jeff, as we go into this segment of the show, I really want to have a discussion on how you're helping people figure out how they connect what they're, what they're learning on Sunday and what they're doing 9 yeah. to 5. I like to talk about the, this life's core purpose pro- process yeah. that you're taking people through. Exactly, exactly, right. Excellent, excellent question. So your life's core purpose is the basis for doing great work. So we said doing great work, as you call it, with excellence. Doing great work with great faith is the the Christian life at work, doing great work with great faith. But, uh, you, you know, your idea of excellence. We cannot do excellence unless we're great at what we do. And our excellence, excellence is produced when we do some, when we do work, that suits us. And we help people find that. So your life's core purpose is when you do what you're great at, and you point it at what you care about. When you do what you're great at, point it at what you care about, you do great work, but you have an inexhaustible supply of energy towards it because you're achieving what you want to see in the world. And that's, and that's, that's what we say when we say uh, doing what you care, pointing at what you care about. We call what you're great at your core competence. And we call what, you're, what you care about your core passion. And when those two things are in play, Jim, those two things 
make your job life, your career life, uh, it, 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 it makes you such an impactful force. I mean, there's so many stories I could tell you of people who have learned this about themselves, hundreds and hundreds of people that have learned this about themselves, and they are, they are excelling. I mean, I could, I, I could tell you a bunch of stories, but they are just excelling in what they do, and they're joyful in what they do. So the outcome of doing your life's core purpose is an effective, joyful life. Because you can, because you, when you do your core competence, Jim, we all have a core competence. When you do a, your core competence, and you're doing your core competence right now, it's not the radio show. You're using your core competence in the radio show right now. Your radio show is an expression of your core competence, and you're doing that right now. That's why you're so great at the show, is because you're using your core competence. You may not even know what it is yet, but. We can help you find that core competence, and you are pointing that at what you truly care about. And so you have this inexhaustible supply of talent and energy towards what you do. And that's we want that for every single person on the planet. And that's what life's core purpose is designed to produce. Well, and that's really what's what's key to this is that each one of us was designed specifically by our heavenly Father with a we God instilled a passion in us, and when we are within, you call it a core competence. I just call it my sweet spot. When when we're in that sweet spot, when we're doing something, when we can feel the pleasure of the Lord when we're doing something, we're, we're on to something. All of a sudden, like wait a minute, when I'm doing my job, I just feel yeah, okay, I'm getting a paycheck. But when I'm doing this. I'm excited right. when I'm doing right. this. I, I can see the impact, and it, and when I'm done doing whatever this yeah. is, I'm not exhausted. I, I'm I'm still exactly. refreshed. You're energized, right? Exactly, and so that's the difference. So so you're called to do the show, and a calling is something that God gives us to do for Him, and you're called to do it, and you feel God's presence in it, and it works for you. But He has also given you something that you do really well on an everyday basis all the time, and you're using that competence in your sweet spot. And your, your, your sweet spot is, is pointed at something you really care about. And to know those two things about a person, it's, it's like a calling is, is, an, is an expression of it, but it's not it. Those two things are it. So, calling, so understanding what you're great at and, and pointing it at what you care about uh, God can use you in many, many, many different ways. It's not just so. If, if the show ended tomorrow, your life wouldn't be over. You would still have these two things that you could use for the Lord in your business life, in your work life, and you would still be an amazing force in the world because of what you do well, pointed at what you care about. And that's a that's a really key thing that we want that we want people to understand. So we're talking so, uh, with Jeff Pelletier today. We're talking with Jeff Pelletier today from God's Work in Progress about his ministry of life, helping people understand life's core purpose. And and you can find out more about Jeff Pelletier at, at God's Work in Progress dot org. God's Work in Progress dot org. Jeff, as you give me some examples of people that you work with who weren't in their sweet spot, they weren't in the, as you say their core competency, and you help them find their core competency and moved them into a and helped them move into a different spot and all of a sudden today they are feeling more fulfilled and they are more effective with their faith than they've ever been before so i i i was i was working with a, i was doing a consulting uh consulting job and a gentleman uh, that that i was uh, in the company that i was working with was terminated by the president he was the vice president of sales 
and he was terminated, and he was all depressed and down. And I had been working on this on the life core purpose thing at this point, and I had a pretty good idea of how it was working. I was I was developing it as I was going, and I said uh, I said Joe, I'd love to I'd love to work with you on this. Would you be interested? He goes, absolutely. I just lost my job, so I helped him find the two things about himself. We call them the two most actionable words you'll ever know about yourself. They're just two words. One word is your core competence, and the other word is your core passion. And when you put those two together, you have your sweet spot. You know what you're great at, and you know how to, and you know what you care about. So I helped Joe through a process of uh, discussion that I led him through, which is how we do it. I helped him discover these two words about himself. Well, Joe went to Hasbro Toys in Providence, Rhode Island, and he applied to be the marketing manager of the game board division at Hasbro Toys. Now, Hasbro makes Scrabble. And it makes Monopoly, among other things. Okay, so he 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 uh, he used his core purpose in the job in the job interview, and he talked about things he had done using his core purpose in his life. Because now that he knew that about himself, he knew that he had used it without really knowing it. He had used it many many times. So he started talking about what he had done in his life using it in the in the job interview. And it's really hard to argue with people when they cite facts. Right? It's tough to argue with facts. When I say that I did thus and so, and if I did it, you know, it's true, and you can check it out, and it's, you know, it's my references will verify it, and you're going to get hired when you can verify what you say. So he started talking about the ways he'd used what he was great at and pointed at what he cared about, and they hired him to be the manager. Well, guess what? Two days later, they called him back. They said, We want to talk to you again. He goes, Why? He goes, We just want you to come in. So they brought him back in, and they made him the director of marketing two days later. They made him the director of marketing and said, we can't believe, you know, we checked you out, we checked your references, we want, we want you to be, the, we want you to be the, the director. Short story, two years after that, he's the president of the game board division for Hasbro Toys. He's president of the division. Short story, today, Joe is the North American general manager for Welch's the largest agricultural co-op in the, in the world, $6 billion, Welch's. He's the North American general manager for Welch's after being fired. That's, I mean, that's amazing. And that's really what happens when you start to really seek, what, who did God create me to be? What am I supposed exactly. to be doing? Yeah, And so you're the he ministry, does, the ministry me, of life score. Jim, he does have a plan. For everyone's life, there is so, a plan. How do you are, are you working? Do you only work with business professionals, or do you work with people in all different sorts of jobs? Housewives, students, Jim. This this program that I've just described is being introduced into the Bethel University MBA program as as a as a as a foundation to help the MBA students find what they're great at, pointed at what they care about. So as they get their MBA, they can go off and do amazing things. Uh, it's also We're also talking about doing it in the undergrad program also for the seniors and the juniors at, at Bethel University. And Bethel is a, a great, great Christian college here in the Twin Cities. It's been around since 1864. Uh, and it's, they have like 15,000 students at this university. And, and they're talking about bringing God's work in progress and, and, and uh, life's core purpose into their, into their uh, uh, offerings for their students. So it's it's yeah it's it's pretty amazing it's pretty amazing what God is doing with this it's pretty amazing
Well, and it's humbling when you see the Lord use yourself in the hands and arms of other people who are struggling, and the Lord brings you in there to help them just to see things that when they're in the depths and when they're in the weeds, they can't see the things that God's trying to get through to them, and God's using you in those ways, and that's really helpful. And we've got Bethel. Bethel's got now a faith and work initiative or a faith and work. Yeah, and we've got people coming on from that in a couple of weeks because I heard about that, and that's exciting. And, Jeff, in a couple of minutes that we have left before we got to be done with the show today, I'd really love for you to share another story of somebody who realized who God had created them to be and and maybe really shifted their direction because there's a lot of people that aren't executives, so they can't relate to those executive stories. But there's a lot of people in the weeds. There's a lot of people that are just being at home or they're, they're just middle managers. What about one of those stories? So I'll, I'll give you a millennial story. This is uh, I, I lead a group of millennials uh, uh, once a month. We have a four-hour four-hour meeting. We call the group the Already but Not Yet Leaders, and these are these are people in their twenties who have graduated school and they're off into the world and they're they they have leadership potential and we're we're working with them to help them develop their potential. As part of that process, we help every one of them learn their life's core purpose, and then they then we help them to integrate that into their life. So I have a, a one of my one of my uh, uh, mentees, if you like, is uh, his name is Royce, and uh, Royce is uh, he, he's uh, he's just starting to get into selling commercial real estate, and Royce learned his his uh, life's core purpose, and he immediately you know listen to what when we take them through the process we we teach them how to integrate it into their life so they use it as naturally as breathing. It's not something they even have to think about anymore. So it's not a job. It's a way of living in your job. It's a way of delivering in your life, and it, and it works across your life. It's not just about work. It's not just about your job. So Royce, uh, Royce's core purpose, is, what he's great at is, is, is developing. Developing is what he's really great at. And what he cares most about is what he calls identity, which is helping people know and understand the identity that they really that they that is already true about them helping them understand their identity so he helps people by by helping them uh develop themselves towards the idea of of identity but he uses that in his commercial real estate business when he looks at a building or a property he looks at what is the identity of this building how can this identity in this building be made different or or how can it be achieved and then he helps the person who owns the building to develop that identity. So he's using it in in, in lots of different. He uses it with people. He uses it with a with a work project with a building. He's using it in his life and his family. He's developing the identity of his family, and he's 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 doing that with it just in all kinds of ways. Uh, and so Royce, in his work, we'll use the work example. Royce was. Uh, working really, really hard to develop real estate, uh, commercial real estate properties, but he wasn't closing. He wasn't getting any sales. And when he started using his life's core purpose, and he started, he literally combined these two words. One of them is what he does well, which is developing. And then there's what he wants to see in the world, which is true identity. When he does one towards the other in his, in his real estate work, he started closing properties. Jeff, we've come to the end, so I got to stop you there. So just tell people how they can find out more about you and your ministry. So godsworkinprogress.org. You can can connect with us there. You can connect with me, Jeff, at godsworkinprogress.org. I would love 
I would love to uh, to touch base with anybody who wants to know more about this. It would be great. But my pleasure to do so. Jeff Pelletier, thanks so much for being on iWork for him today. It was great to have you back on. Great to have you. Thank you, sir. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, just that challenge, as Jeff talked about so many times in the show today, it, it is important to understand who God created you to be, what He created you to be doing, what's your sweet spot, and, and it is so important that we take time, and that involves investment, that involves time, quiet time. Spend some time seeking the Lord in all of this, and really do some research. Surround yourself with a Paul in your life a Barnabas who can encourage you and a Timothy that you can feed into as well. We're going to transform this world and it's going to be one life at a time. Thanks for listening to our work for him today. You have been listening to us right here on Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. I own my own business, but ultimately I work for him.